Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Embodied Potty. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It is an honor and a gift to share this time and space with you, and I am deeply grateful for your presence. Thank you. Today's episode has big breath energy, and in the episode, I'm going to walk you through my three favorite ways to teach and to use the breath as the bridge that connects us to our power, to our power to choose ourselves, to choose our peace, to choose love, a calm nervous system, and a more harmonious inner environment at any given point in time. I'll also explain some ways that you can use your breath as a stimulant as a way to wake up your nervous system, your digestion, and to motivate you, give you that energetic push that you need to get through your mornings or a sleepy afternoon. In this episode, I will be diving into kundalini yoga, yogic pranayama, and breath work. We'll discuss what each practice is all about and how they can benefit you what the similarities are between them, what makes them different, as well as provide some suggestions on how and when to use them. And at the end, I'll share some exciting opportunities on how you can join me to learn more and experience the power of the breath, both virtually and in person. I want to start by saying that not a single one of these practices is necessarily better than another and that each one of them has a positive impact on our nervous system and has the ability to increase our physical emotional energetic and mental well-being and each one helps us to build resilience and strength and confidence in their own special way I also want to note that by no means does this episode give an exhaustive description of what each one of these practices and that truly each one of them could have their own episode that lasts like an entire day. So we're just brushing the surface here. Nonetheless, I hope you walk away from this episode feeling a little more knowledgeable about how you can use any of these super powerful breathing methodologies to improve and enhance your life. But before we go any further, I would love if we could all come together and take a few rounds of breath to set into this space and to experience the shift that can happen when we take just a few moments to tune into our breath and drop into our bodies. So if it is safe for you, meaning you're not driving or operating any heavy or dangerous machinery, then I would love if you could close your eyes and join me in this moment. Whether you're sitting or standing, find a sense of grounding and drop in. Take a slow, deep inhale through your nose and fill up your lungs with new, fresh air. Take a gentle exhale. Let the breath just fall out as it needs. 
This time a little slower, fill up through the pelvic bowl. Lift the breath through the belly, through the chest, the throat, and up through the crown of the head and hold just for a brief moment at the top, soften your outer body. And slowly exhale, let the breath sort of drain from the crown of the head all the way through the middle body down towards the center of the earth. Last one, slow, deep inhale. And exhale. And if you can, place a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly and just notice the changes that you are experiencing. Subtle or grand shift in your energy, clarity of mind. Observe how your body is responding to these short few rounds of conscious breath. Mm, that was nice. Thank you so much for doing that. Now let's begin. Now we're going to get started today by exploring Kundalini Yoga, which is a path of yoga that is breath focused and derived from what we know as kriyas and kriya in sanskrit means action in kundalini yoga we use specific kriyas for a specific outcome and kriyas are made up of different breathing exercises combined with mudras mantras eye gazes, often chanting, and always an intention. It is a practice that we use to awaken and activate our power energy of creation, which is also known as Kundalini Shakti, and to uncover our limitless potential. Kundalini Yoga is studied as a technology and is known to be a very scientific practice as the hand mudras and the mantras that we use activate different parts of our brains and activate certain neural pathways that may have just been sort of lying dormant up until the moment that we you know choose to awaken them and the way that we do that in kundalini is through mantras and hand mudras and with mantras for example the chant that we always start a kundalini practice with is Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, meaning I bow to the divine wisdom that lies within. And if you were to say that chant or sing it, and we will in just a little bit, Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, you can feel where your tongue is hitting specific points in your mouth, how your lips are moving. And I mean, really, anytime that you're using words and speaking, it's activating different parts of your brain. And the brain is a part of our central nervous system. So let this be a reminder that the words that you use and the sounds that you make have a direct impact on the way that you feel, on the stress that you experience day to day or the calm that you experience day to day. Words and sounds really matter and 
words carry an energy and you can really feel that when you use mantras in a practice like kundalini. These specific activation points in our mouths are known as puris, P-U-R-I. And again, they are what sends the signals to our brain and really invoke the energy that we want to experience when we're chanting mantras. While we're here, why don't we go ahead and give this kundalini mantra a try. This is also known as the Adi mantra. So if you can, take your hands to your heart and just rub your hands together for just a moment. Start to tune into your breath. Maybe close your eyes if it's safe. Breathe in through the nose. Open mouth, exhale, and come to stillness, and we'll chant the mantra three times. Breathe in to prepare. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. Twice more. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. And just take a moment to notice how you feel if you were able to participate in the chanting of the mantra. You may be able to feel how your vibration has shifted and right away just being connected to that energy of I bow to the divine wisdom that lives within. I hope you're geeking out on this as much as I am because I can really feel this and I hope that you can too. Last little piece of the sciency part of Kundalini and then we'll get into the more spiritual aspect the hand mudras. So depending on where we place our fingers, if they're touching one or another or all together, or if they're in a lock or a bind somewhere, that similarly to the way that mantras activate our brain, so do our hand positions. And there's different meridian points in our bodies and our hands hold a lot. And so depending on how we're holding our hands, we can, again, just invoke a specific energy, something that we're calling in, something that we really need to bring ourselves back into harmony and to balance or to activate us and push us in the direction where we need to go. And so we'll move on to the deeper meaning behind Kundalini. And as I mentioned before, Kundalini is a practice that is here to help us tap into our power energy known as our Shakti. And this is our energy of creation. It is known as the divine feminine energy that puts things in motion. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the mythology behind the divine masculine and feminine energy, I'll just make a short disclaimer that these two energies are genderless and they actually make up each one of us. So each one of us has these energies within us and they're really just here as archetypes to represent the intricacies of each one of our personalities. And the picture that I want to paint for you is a very common one. You may have heard it before. But uh, Shiva, which is the divine masculine energy, Shiva represents pure consciousness and stillness, 
awareness. And there's an imagery of Shiva sitting and meditating on the Himalayas and being in total stillness. And he stays there until Shakti arrives. And when Shakti arrives as the energy of creation, we'll call her she, she starts to really stir the pot and she puts things into motion. So she takes this awareness and she transmutes it and pushes it forward into conscious action. Our Shakti originates in the basin of our spine. So in our pelvic floor where our sex organs lie, where creation happens, where life is conceived. It's the place from where ideas and life are born. Kunda is translated as fire and also located at the base of our spine. And so the two together, when you put the two meanings together, Kundalini Shakti, we put our fire into action. And I love to think of this in two ways. One is to put into action our burning desires in the form of manifestation, really manifesting and materializing that which we wish and dream to see come true, come true. The second is that we can use these practices to burn down the blocks and the doubts and the limiting beliefs that keep us from tapping into our power or trick us into believing that we're not worthy of whatever it is that we truly desire, that we could never have that, that we could never obtain, that we could never be strong enough, smart enough, or have enough money to make whatever it is that we happen. You know, there's endless limiting beliefs. So whatever those are for you, use this practice as a way to really burn those up and out. And you can start right now by tapping into your power source energy, by taking a deep breath. So this Kundalini Shakti energy is often symbolized by the serpent. So you may have seen that snake that is associated with certain spiritual practices, one of them being Kundalini. The snake symbolizes transformation, shedding, evolution, and it is known to be coiled at the basin of our pelvic bowl as it is our Kunda. And it is invoked and stroked with the breathing practices or kriyas in kundalini. So these practices are intended to uncoil and awaken that serpent energy and allow it to travel up and down the spinal column through the chakras. So you may have seen that old tale where the man is playing the flute to a basket and the snake starts to come out of the basket as he plays these beautiful notes on his instrument. And that is the symbolism of Kundalini Shakti rising from the darkness, playing specific notes and tapping into different energies that inspire this energy to awaken and to rise from the ashes, if you will. The idea is to uncover and unleash this power so that we can break through and break free from whatever it is that is keeping us from fully realizing who we are 
and leading us down a path to personal empowerment and self-liberation, becoming free. There are loads and loads of kundalini kriyas that assist us in this process that I would love to show you, but for the sake of a podcast, I'm not going to dive super deep into that. But I will say that on my Instagram, there are several reels where you can go and find some kundalini kriyas as well as some breath work and pranayama practices. And I will tell you that it is a wonderful practice. I love it. I've been using it consistently for over two years and it has truly changed the way that I experience my breath and that I experience my power on a day-to-day basis. It's also a wonderful practice for those of you who struggle with sitting still in meditation. Of course, the goal is to be able to do that, but I feel that Kundalini can get you and I'm using air quotes, there, can get you there faster because it's a quick acting practice. You can really use it, you know, you can do it for 30 seconds, 90 seconds and experience a shift right away. Just a couple more notes on Kundalini and then we'll shift. So you may have seen that in Kundalini, the practitioners or the teachers are wearing all white or some white clothes or something white wrapped around their head and it's not required but it is known to be a very purifying and expansive color for the energetic aura and because kundalini is a practice for cultivating clarity and expansion that makes sense and lastly uh, the chant that we end our kundalini practice with when we are saying goodbye to the teacher to one another or you know sayonara to our practice for the day or for the moment we say satnam satnam and satnam means truth is my name so we begin our practice with bowing to the divine wisdom that lies within and ending it by saying that truth is my name so we truly are uh, very wise beings and If we allow ourselves to be, we can be our own inner gurus. And this is a practice that will show you that almost right away. So that's what I have for you for Kundalini today. And next we're going to move on into pranayama, which are yogic breathing techniques that are a part of the eight limbs of yoga curated by yogic sage Patanjali. So the word pranayama can be broken down into two parts and it has many different translations. Prana meaning life force energy and yama meaning control or restraint or also relationship. So the way that we control, restrain or relate to our breath. It's also known to be broken down into two parts in prana and ayama and ayama meaning to stretch or extend so taking that life force energy and expanding it outward and also using these techniques to really get the most out of our life force energy the prana is also known as the friend of purusha which means our inner light and our eternal consciousness 
So the two go hand in hand. We breathe in, we breathe in more light, more consciousness, more awareness. And as we exhale, we expand that conscious awareness and that light out of our bodies, out into the world and to our conversations and to the way we communicate and anywhere that we can really use these yogic practices to enhance our lives. The first step in building a pranayama practice or really any of these practices that we'll talk about today is having breath awareness and being aware of the way that our prana is flowing in and out of our body or if it's stuck. And the idea is that whatever is happening in the mind influences our breath like directly. So we can really see that and feel that when our mind becomes anxious or stuck the breath becomes either rapid, shallow, or non-existent. And because pranayama is a yogic practice, yoga meaning to yoke, to connect, meaning union, bringing the mind, the body, the breath, and the heart all together in this very moment, pranayama is all about remaining focused and attentive to the breath or the prana that's flowing in out and around the body essentially just being really present with what's going on in our physiology and the recommended ways to do that are just to become conscious of the direction in which the breath is moving up or down side to side where we feel the breath mostly in our body where it's the most prominent where it's the strongest where it is almost non-existent neither is right or wrong it's just a practice of being mindful and aware of the breath each pranayama technique has a different purpose most of them are here to help us gather more prana within our body more attention more light more consciousness within us sometimes we'll use them to speed up our system sometimes we'll use them to slow down a couple notes are like for example, alternate nostril breathing, also known as nadi shodhanam, meaning channel clearing, as nadis are energy channels in our body, shodhanam's cleaning or cleansing. The note about the alternate nostril breathing is that we will breathe in through one nostril while plugging the other. We typically start on the right side, depending on your intention, depending on what you need. As we breathe in through the right, which is the side of the divine masculine, the sun energy, that fire energy, we're breathing in more clarity, more direction, more logic. And then we release through the left side. As we breathe in through the left side, we plug the right nostril. And through the left, we breathe in that energy from the divine feminine. So something a little softer, uh, more surrender, going with the flow etc etc i'm not going to get too deep into any more of these pranayama practices or any like certain techniques in this episode because if i did we would be here literally all day and though i would love to geek out on this with you for an eternity for the sake of this episode we'll keep it as brief as possible so the last note that i'll make about prana is that there are five forms of prana and they're known as vayus Vayus can be translated as winds. So again, coming back to that 
direction of in which way the prana is moving. And those are udanavayu, pranavayu, samanavayu, apanavayu, and vayanavayu. And again, it's a practice of obtaining balance. So when we are aware of where we're at, like I'm feeling really sluggish, I could use some uplifting energy. Then we work for that uplifting wind, that pranavayu bringing ourselves up. When we feel we're really anxious and we're really high in the sky or like really up in our heads, we need something more grounding, a pranavayu, something to draw us closer towards the earth, something a little slower and more controlled. And I won't explain which each one of those means. If you have any questions about that, you know where to find me. So that's what I have for pranayama. And now we'll move on to breath work, which is super exciting. Breath work is super hot right now. <laughs> There's so much hype around breath work and rightfully so. I feel that breath work is much more approachable than a practice like kundalini or pranayama where it's kind of expected that you have a background or experience in yoga and the approachability obviously depends on the style of breath work that you're doing or participating in there are breath work practices and protocols that are short and sweet that you can do in just a couple of minutes and then there's also longer more transformational style breath work ceremonies that you can partake in and Again, it just really depends on where you're at, what you need, and what you're ready for. But I feel that with a good guide and some breath awareness, you can have a really positive experience without feeling like you need to know the intricacies of each protocol or technique. There are several different styles of breathwork that are available to us, um, but for now, I will just give you the most basic definition of breathwork that I could come up with, and it is using breath awareness with the intention to change the breath in order to achieve a certain result or an outcome. So the first step to that is having breath awareness, becoming aware of where our breath is, how it's moving, or if it's not moving, right? if it's stuck, and how it responds to thoughts or external sources. And we start by simply noticing, dropping in, observing, watching, coming back to that, okay, how is the breath moving in my body or is it moving at all? It is a practice of listening into the signals that our body is sending us and then moving forward with conscious action. Breathwork can look and feel as simple as a short few rounds of breath. It can be a two to three minute breathing meditation to calm down the mind and the body, to soothe the nervous system for a moment of anxiety or stress or it can be used to ignite the mind and the body and to activate energy within to stimulate the nervous system, to stimulate creativity, imagination, focus, or what have you. We can use shorter breathing practices like box breath, or if you're familiar with the Wim Hof method, he's like the king of breath work. 
uh, breath suspension where we're holding our inhales, breath retention where we're holding empty on our exhales, anything and everything to increase lung capacity, to improve our CO2 tolerance, and or to strengthen or expand the diaphragm. Breath work can also be used in longer, more extended sessions for transformational purposes. It can be used in a ceremonial way and can be extremely healing, especially for those who may be experiencing deep pain, inner blocks, any sort of limiting beliefs or anything going on super deep that needs to be addressed and healed. Breathwork has been known to help with addiction, eating disorders, depression, anxiety, and more. I personally have had some seriously transformative experiences in breathwork ceremonies. Those experiences have changed my life forever and are what inspired me to dive deeper into this work and to start incorporating it into my own personal offerings as well. Some of the more specific methodologies for transformational breath are holotropic breathing, rebirthing technique, shamanic breathing, and there are loads and loads more. And these practices are intended to facilitate a big energetic and emotional release. So I do recommend if you are interested in partaking in a transformational breathwork session that you do it with a guide who you really trust and feel safe with. Someone who you know will respect your journey and hold you without judgment and allow you to have the experience that will help you heal and move forward down your path with intention. And so that's really the gist behind breath work. When you hear someone talking about breath work, it can mean a wide variety of styles. So just be sure that you are educating yourself on what it is that you need, asking questions what kind of experience are you going into and making sure that it's something that you need and that you feel ready for. And again, I can't stress it enough. Make sure that you're doing it with somebody who you trust and that you know will hold that space that you really need for you. And so that is that for breath work. And that concludes our three main practices for tapping into the breath as our power source today. And as I promised, I'm going to leave you with some suggestions on when and how to use each one of these modalities to serve you best. And so I'll start by saying that it all begins with your breath awareness. I think that it is the most powerful and radical act of self-love that we can give ourselves is to have a morning ritual and a daily breathing practice. So my recommendation to you first and foremost is to start small, but start with a morning ritual. Wake up and pour yourself a glass of water. Do what you need to do in the bathroom. But avoid using your phone or diving into work right away or having deep conversations instantly. Just go right to somewhere where you can have a seat 
sit tall and become aware of your breath. Start to tune in to your prana, to the way your breath is flowing. And then from there, you can decide which direction you need to go in. Do you need something that's a little more activating, a little more uplifting, or did you wake up feeling super wired? And do you need something that's going to bring you into balance? I recommend doing at least five minutes of breathing every morning. If you can get up to 10, 15, 20 minutes, that is ideal. I personally love to start my day with kundalini yoga. But again, it just depends on where I'm at, how I slept the night before, what my day is looking like, where my mood is, what my energy level is like. And so I always start with breath awareness first and foremost. You can use these activating breathing practices for times when you're feeling sleepy, like in the morning or in the afternoon when you feel like you're ready for that next cup of joe or you want to take a five-hour energy or reach for a Red Bull or something like that. Also, if you're drinking Red Bull, please stop. They're terrible for you. Use your breath instead. Use your own resources. As Wim Hof says, get high on your own supply. You have an abundance of energy that lives within you that can be tapped into at any point in time. Use it. Don't abuse it. In the evening, you can use your breath to calm your mind and your body from your full day by using practices like deep belly breaths, perfect 10 breath, which is inhale four, exhale six. Anytime that you breathe out for longer than you breathe in, you start to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is really important. Uh, We are generally living in our sympathetic nervous system as we live in the society of constant contact, constant consumption of information, of notifications, downloads, and this societal pressure to do more, be more, be stronger, be faster, be better over and over and over again all day long without taking a breath or a rest. Slow it down whenever you can. So for your day-to-day practices, I recommend using any short style practice that you can. If you are going through a big transition or are experiencing a big shift or feel one coming on, try transformational breath. As I mentioned in these longer breathing practices, you can experience big energetic releases. They can be quite ceremonial and life-changing. They can be pretty intense, especially if you're working through something that feels heavy or groundbreaking. The breath really allows you to move whatever it is that is keeping you stuck from experiencing peace and freedom up and out. And this is something that I offer one-on-one. I offer virtually and in person. So if it's something that you want to explore, don't hesitate to reach out to me and I would love to support you in this way. I am also here to help you build a daily breathing practice and ritual so that you can experience more peace and harmony on a day-to-day basis. I should note that all of these practices are preventative in the sense that when we decide to put ourselves first and to create a 
daily breathing practice, we are strengthening our inner bubble, our inner and outer bubble. Uh, and, and we're honestly building energetic boundaries around ourselves so that when we move through our day, we have taken care of us. We have put in the effort to soothe ourselves and to connect with ourselves and to check in and see where we are. And from there, we go in the direction that we need to. And we prevent ourselves from stepping out into the world in a vulnerable state where we can be easily impacted by others or swayed by the energy of those around us. All right. So the last thing that I have for you are some opportunities on how you can learn more about these specific breathing modalities and experience the power of your breath with me. And I've got a lot of things coming up this summer. I'll go in chronological order and I'll put links to all things down below in the show notes. So if you're interested in joining me for any of the following events, you'll be able to do so quite easily. First and foremost, I'd like to invite you, if you are in the Chicago area, to join me for a class in studio. You can find my weekly class schedule on my website, emilyblackwellyoga.com. And I have weekly classes mostly on the weekends and Mondays. And I would love to have you come by as a guest sometime. So don't hesitate to reach out if that's something you want to do. Bigger events I have going on this summer on Saturday, June 18th, I will be leading breath work at Dance Rituals Summer Solstice event at Garfield Park Conservatory. So if you're not familiar with Dance Rituals yet, go follow them right away. They are an incredible community of artists and creatives who throw the best parties in Chicago, in my opinion. And it is truly a dream to work with them. They are creating conscious community through music, love, dance, and art. And they're just such a beautiful group of people. And this party is going to be super fun. So you should definitely come find me there. On June 21st, which is a Tuesday, that is the actual date of the summer solstice. I am releasing a virtual series for the shift in season. I do it every season. I call it the sacred shift series. And in this particular season, we'll be tapping into the energy of the summer solstice. So fiery, lively energy, energy of abundance and drive and action. And this is a virtual series. It's all free. You'll receive all your materials to your email inbox. And in that batch of materials, you'll receive a breathwork practice as well as a mantra meditation, journal prompts, and a guide on how to build your own yoga mala. And those series have been super fun to create. This is my one year anniversary of doing it. And so it's a, it's a super sweet treat. I hope you'll join again, putting all these links in the show notes. From June 22nd to June 26th, I will be teaching breathwork at Electric Forest in Rothbury, Michigan. I will be teaching on Friday at 930 in the morning. 
please come find me in the forest. I would love to frolic around and breathe with you. It is going to be an absolute blast. On Thursday, June 30th, I am leading a Kundalini and Breathwork virtual workshop through my website where we will dive a little bit deeper into what we talked about today as well as learn specific techniques and workshop different breathing protocols so that you can walk away with a handful of practices to put in your back pocket wherever you need. And you can also maybe learn some things to add to your morning ritual there. The first Sunday of every month, I teach breath work at Zen Yoga Garage. We do a mini 20-minute session at 10.05 to 10.25, which prefaces my 10.30 hot class on Sunday. I highly recommend coming and doing the double Uh, Just coming for breath and for hot is a real magical way to spend your Sunday. And along with that, I will be leading the Kundalini workshop for Zen Yoga Garage's 200-hour yoga teacher training. I am so very excited to lead this workshop and to share the magic of Kundalini with the future teachers of Chicago. And lastly, of course, we have my retreats, which are happening in September of this year. The first one back will be in Costa Rica from September 8th through the 14th. We're going to be doing daily meditation, breath work, yoga, and we'll have some deep breath work ceremonies as well. I hope you'll join me for any of these opportunities to dive deeper and to breathe together. It would be a true honor. And that is all that I have for you today. I hope that this podcast was able to clarify some of the differences and similarities between kundalini yoga, pranayama, and breath work. And I just hope that it makes a lot more sense for you. Again, don't hesitate to reach out to me with any questions that you have. I'm very searchable, easy to find, easy to get in contact with. I'm on Instagram at Emily Blackwell Yoga. My website is emilyblackwellyoga.com. And my email is emilyblackwellyoga at gmail.com for those of you who are not on the gram. Thank you again so much for your time and your attention and your interest in this topic. I appreciate you so much. I'm sending you all my love. Namaste.